Hello, I'm Kira Pasco, and for my final Take Action project, I decided to talk about the issue of homelessness in California especially. Um, I wanted to start off by talking about two different organizations that are on a national level and on a local level. The first organization is the one on the national level, and it is the National Alliance to End Homelessness. On their website, it says their mission is committed to preventing and ending homelessness in the United States. They are aiming to help those who are homeless get on their feet in a shelter of some sort, which is they kind of are trying to provide resources that may help people who have been homeless try and get some money and try and get some shelter and be able to have a job and support themselves. Um, they are a nonprofit and nonpartisan group that raises funds to do research and help educate policymakers on why they should change legis- legislation to improve assistance to the problem. Um, they work with federal and local partners to find resources and a base for solord- supporting solutions. Ways you can get involved. Um, They have many different things on their website you can do, such as they have a donating link. Um, They have a section dedicated to finding a career within the organization. You can sign up for emails that give you resources and more information about what they're currently doing and what their current goals are. And there's more on the website if you check it out. For my second organization, this is the one on the local level, and this one is called the Lazarus Project, and I could not find a website, but when I was Googling um, local projects and organizations, they came up on a different website, but it said someone involved said their mission is to meet the needs of the impoverished in Placer County by providing housing with comprehensive support systems. Our vision is to develop 400 units of supportive housing in a one-stop center that will create an environment of success for homeless and at risk of being homeless, families, veterans, youth, men, and women, to attain economic and social well-being. They are aiming to help the homeless and those at risk to being homeless in the Placer County area. And What they have done is they have provided supportive housing each year, which saves Placer County $540,000 and changes the lives of people involved that they have helped. It does not mention working with other organizations, but I'm sure it works with people who work for and make decisions for Placer County. They do not have a website that I can find, but I'm sure if you looked, um, there would be a place to donate which is also very good. The next thing I want to talk about is three major events that were for preventing homelessness and standing up for issues involving homelessness. Um, There weren't any major events that I think you would learn about in school necessarily that took place in the past or currently that I could find. Uh, They did have ties to the civil rights movement But there were protests in places like San Francisco, Los Angeles, and Echo Park, which is in Los Angeles. 
Um, leaders of these organizations are T.J. Holzman, Martha Escudero, and Heidi Marston. Some of the organizations are Hotels Not Hospitals, which is tied to San Francisco, Reclaiming Our Homes, which was tied to Los Angeles, and LAHSA, which was tied to the Echo Park protest. Um, some of the objectives for San Francisco, the objective was to house homeless people in hotels during the pandemic, um, repurpose fake, vacant state-owned houses to house homeless people in LA, and finally, in Echo Park, the objective was to be allowed to have the people who have been living there to keep living there. The methods of raising awareness and support were pretty much through protests, like I previously mentioned, that was the main way to kind of raise awareness to the issue and fundraising. The intersectionality with this is homelessness affects mostly veterans, a lot of people with mental illnesses, but pretty much every demographic is affected. It is largely intertwined with minority groups who don't have the same resources white people who are homeless would have, which ultimately holds them back. So the inspiration for these protests is to help with housing for homeless people and allowing them to stay where they've been staying for long periods of time. They wanted to help people who have no shelter be able to stay in homeless, to stay in hotels who are not having any customers during the pandemic because of how especially unsafe it was for homeless people who can't stay safe at this time and not the same way as people who have a shelter and have a home can especially in LA I know on Skid Row there was a big outbreak of COVID because there wasn't really a way for people to protect themselves since they didn't have the same ways to protect themselves as people who had homes and anything else you guys should know Um, Ways you can help this cause is to do your research into organizations who are reliable and directly support the cause of helping find housing for those who need it. There are plenty of donating opportunities if you search it up, which could really help a lot. There is also a way for you to contact policymakers in your area that could potentially change a lot of lives for the people who are near you and need housing or somewhere to stay. The next part I'm going to be talking about is the four eyes of oppression and how homelessness relates to each one and how each one affects homelessness as a whole. So the first one is ideological and people, especially politicians, who look at themselves as better than people who are homeless because they have this stereotype that the only reason people are ever homeless is because something they are at fault for, which isn't always the truth. Um, they think that they're lazy or they did this to themselves through drug abuse or alcohol abuse or anything like that, which isn't always the case. Um, people have various reasons for being homeless and can't do anything about it. Sometimes it's just out of their control. When it comes to race and ethnicity, since there are already racist thoughts in people's heads that cause them to think they are superior, but when you add another factor that is looked down upon, it causes intersectionality with race and social status. The next I is institutional. 
And when trying to apply for jobs or get any opportunity to make money so they don't have to live on the streets, it can be very hard. Not a lot of places are willing to hire homeless people because they look at them as lazy and not hardworking, which keeps them from being um, working or getting shelter. Once you are homeless, it is very hard to get off the streets because of the way people look at look at you and the stereotypes of these people, setting them up for failure. When people of color are already facing other oppressions when getting a job, it makes it even harder for people of color who are homeless to get a job. They are stereotyped more heavily and looked at different through the eyes of other people. The next eye of oppression that I want to talk about is interpersonal. And an example of this could be when people treat homeless people badly because they think they can control them. This includes messing up where they take shelter, being outwardly rude for no reason, and unwilling to help when they are in need. These are all things when they don't completely notice they are doing. When tied into race, people could engage in racist jokes, microaggressions, and racist comments, possibly without knowledge they are doing so. The next eye is internalized, and this is when people actually start to believe the things people who hate on them have to say. For example, if homeless people keep being told they are worthless and the reason their life is quote-unquote ruined is because of themselves, they're also going to start to look at themselves the same way other people do as worthless, lazy, etc. When this is involved in race, those individuals may already have internalized other parts of their identity, such as their race and culture, which causes them to have multiple parts internalized, which can cause a lot of damage to mental health. For the connections to race and ethnicity portion, I said people who are black and African American, as well as those who are indigenous, are more likely to be homeless over white people because of, the, because of structural ra- racism. African-Americans, who actually only make up 13% of the population, account for about 39% of people who are homeless today. Due to systematic racism, African-Americans have been denied rights through systems as well as socioeconomic opportunities like jobs. They have to deal with higher rates of poverty, house discrimination, segregation, incarceration, access to good health care, and more. Redlining is a serious issue that kind of traps people into concentrated areas where there aren't as many resources, such as a good environmental spot, nutritious food, services that are needed, and more. Since there is a higher rate of incarceration for POC, especially African Americans, this can prevent them from job and housing opportunities that white people would get, which makes it a lot harder harder to find opportunities. Across America, there are about 30 million people who don't have health insurance, and half of them are people of color.